Hey, welcome. My name is Glenn Lundy. Super excited to be launching our new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Can you believe it? That's right. The Breakfast with Champions podcast has finally arrived. This is your opportunity to get motivation, education, and inspiration every single day. And ultimately, your opportunity to get a seat at the table, to be a fly on the wall, to listen in to some conversations between some of the most amazing superhumans from around the planet. We're talking about people that are doing the things you know you can do, that have reached some of those levels you know you can reach. We've got celebrity interviews with people like Tiffany Haddish and Grant Cardone, Lauren Rittiger. We've got specialists in areas like Capital Ventures, right? Or wealth building, wealth management, real estate, all kinds of incredible conversations. And what's amazing about the Breakfast with Champions podcast is you're going to be able to tune in, listen in. They won't even know you're there, right? It's just like you're, you're, you're listening in on all these incredible secrets of some of the most successful humans from all around the world. You know, when we launched Breakfast with Champions, we had no idea of the power that it was gonna have. We had no idea of the collaborations it would create. We had no idea that we'd be able to connect humans from England and Australia and Saigon and America, of course, all together in one room having powerful conversations that elevate everyone in the experience. Listen, if you like these episodes of Breakfast with Champions, do me a huge favor and let us know. We would greatly appreciate it. We pour into this. You're going to get five to six hours of content every single day, Monday through Friday, five days a week. You can keep coming back. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast. We'd appreciate it. Drop your comments, share your thoughts and your reviews. It mean the world to us if you would do that. And in exchange, we promise you that we will always create a space, a safe space where you can come. You're not going to get politics here. It's not going to happen. You'll never see any type of division in here. It's actually exactly the opposite. We have a bunch of different people with different belief systems, different upbringing, different backgrounds. We've got people from all different ethnicities all coming together. But the one thing that we share is everyone in this room shares the same heart. And it is a heart to elevate you, to encourage you, to inspire you, and to help you become the absolute best version of yourself that you can possibly be. So if you would, do us a favor, write those reviews, subscribe to the podcast, tell your friends. We're going to be here, and we hope that you will be too. Enjoy Breakfast with Champions. You'll see there in the notes that you can skip forward. You can move back. If you need to pause it for a minute, you'll now have that opportunity to do so. We do record these daily on Clubhouse. We have a Breakfast with Champions Club there, or you can follow me, Glenn Lundy, if you'd like to see those rooms, if that's an app that you enjoy. You can always come in and tune in live, or of course, just sit back and enjoy right here on the podcast and anywhere your podcast can be found. It is such an honor and a privilege to be able to spend this time with you. I know that there are a trillion places you could have chose to be. You chose to be right here with us on Breakfast with Champions, and that means the world to me, and I absolutely stinking love you for it. So with that said, we are excited to launch the new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Thanks so much. Hey, it's about taking the first step to get to where you want to go. It always starts with the first step. 
And today I'm going to share with you a little bit about my story and what I do. And I hope that it inspires you to do the thing that you were put here to do. Because I believe every single one of us is born with a gift. We all come into this world as something that we're supposed to do. And when we're not doing it, we feel disconnected. And that's when we start to not show up. That's when we start to not be able to take those steps. That's when we hold ourselves back. That's when we overthink things. That's when that little voice, that little critic inside of us starts telling us that we're not good enough and that we can't do it. That is not not going to help or serve you to get where you want to be because we're all on this journey and we've all got our own journey that we're following. And how do we do that? Well, let me introduce myself to you guys. My name's Ify Thomas and um, I'm known as the Confidence Queen. When people meet me or work with me or watch me on social media, they often say that I've inspired them and their children to feel like they're somebody and that they're good enough and that they can do anything. And perhaps more importantly, I encourage self-acceptance for people to like themselves. Now, my life hasn't always been easy, but if there is one thing that I've learned along the way, it's that the power of the words that you say to yourselves, the words that we say to ourselves, I believe that the things that we tell ourselves can literally make us or break us. And I truly believe that the three most transformative words that have ever been said, that I learned, that I say to myself, they're these three words, I like myself. I like myself. My passion is really spreading self-confidence and self-belief among everyone and especially children. And my mission is really to empower the world, to empower a whole generation of people to develop a mindset that allows them to live out their truest, highest vision of who they believe they can be. And um, what I'm doing it with is the confidence star. And I've pinned that at the top of this room and I've pinned it there because this is the thing that I am using to build confidence in as many people as I possibly can. It is my passion. You don't hear me talking about it a lot. Um, I made a decision that today I am going to be talking about this star and how it can empower people and the words that you say. Now, when I think about this star, it is my gift to the world. I said that everyone's born with a gift, something that we're supposed to do. This has called me. Um, and this star is a mirror and it's got four powerful affirmations written on it. It's got, I am somebody, I am good enough, I can do anything and I like myself. And when a person looks into the star and says these words to themselves every single day, magic really does happen. And I don't mean that hocus pocus magic. I mean, there are neural pathways that start to change people become more confident and the world begins to open up for them. I've seen it happen. I want you to think of this confidence star like antiviral software for the mind. It's something that you can install in every single day and it will protect you from any outside criticism as well as your own internal criticism. It's preventative, it's proactive and it's reactive. And I know that it works because I've seen it happen over and over again, not just with my family, um, but let me let me tell you my story and I have shared it here before but I really if you're new to me or you don't know me I, I really want you just to understand a little bit about me um, I was born in 1984 to Nigerian parents who had come to the UK on student visas six weeks after I arrived into this world they gave me up to another family and they simply vanished from my life it was rejection even though I wasn't even aware at the time 
but it stayed with me. It stayed with me on a cellular level. And through my life experience, this rejection has um, showed up many times. And the way I, I think about it is if you think about a baby, babies don't develop the mu muscles to smile until you know they're past six weeks old. And I'd already experienced rejection on that cell cellular level. Now, I went to live with this amazing white family in this very um, white area, suburban area, and they took me into their home and they raised me and loved me as their own. They loved me, cared for me. And um, as I was growing up, I never wanted really for anything. At home, I was in a very loving environment, but at school, things were very different. I, I just wasn't like anybody else. You know, I was black and I had some, you know, other children would perceive that my name was a strange, strange name, iffy. Also, my parents were at the age of many of the other children's grandparents. So I was always a little bit disconnected. And on top of this, I found it really difficult to learn things and listen. I, I couldn't keep up in the class. I, I knew that I was smart, but I never really, it never really showed up on paper. So I, I know, I know now that the reason is because I'm autistic and I see the world differently, but back then I had no idea. So I found social cues really difficult. I found fitting in really hard and I found it challenging to figure out the world. And it's very hard for people um, with autism to really enjoy life when we spend much of our time simply trying to process what we are supposed to be doing. But I remember the day things really started to change for me. And it was the moment that I first walked into my dance studio. I went into a dance class at nine years old. And I remember the dance teacher being in front of me and showing me the steps. And we're talking about taking the first step. I remember my dance teacher showing me the first step, teaching me the choreography. And I remember thinking, this is amazing. There is somebody in front of me showing me exactly what to do. Um, and I couldn't get the moves right away. And I wasn't brilliant to begin with, but the thing that made my heart really sing was that light bulb moment when I had this realization that my life was actually better when people were showing me what to do. I needed the steps, step by step by step. I, I need steps in my life. And many of us don't wanna take the first step. And my confidence began to grow when I took one of the biggest steps and that was when I made the decision to really look at myself and um, start saying, I like myself, I like myself, I like myself, I like myself. And the more I started to say, I like myself, the first time I said it, I cried um, because I didn't believe it. I didn't think it was true. Like I, I, it, was, it was a weird concept to say something nice to myself because I'd spent so many years you know, berating myself and putting myself down and, you know, thinking that the meaner I was to myself, the better I'd get. So um, I, I really lent into the world of dancing, that saved me. And when I, I think about my experience dancing and training and learning the steps and learning how to piece it all together, then putting the choreography into my body, I, I lived for dancing. And then when I was 17, I got a place in a prestigious performing arts college in London. And I remember the day when the letter came through. Now, this whole time, my mum was cheering for me, by the way. So um, I have this mum who literally, she'd go on, Ify, go on, Ify. That She would cheer for me from the competitions. She would cheer for me at every stage of my life, really, with this really strong kind of, um, I suppose in America, you'd say country. Like, she'd be, she had this real accent in, in the way she spoke. Um, we didn't sound the same. Um, she'd go on, Ify, go on. That's what she'd always say for me. Um, and then when I was 
um, when I got the place in the Performing Arts College, I remember the day when the letter came through the door and um, it said, I, you know, I'd got in and I was in tears and my mum was in tears. And then I moved to London and um, she's still from being in a little village to living in London. Every week she sent me money and she was so proud of me. And she used to boast about me to her friends at Bingo and at the <laughs> local stores. And she was really proud. And I think part of um, the reason why I wanted to be so successful was because I, I think a part of me wanted to let her know that she made a good decision in choosing me when I was a baby. And as, as time went on and I started to pick up in my career of dancing, I became, you know, a backing dancer on programs like The X Factor. I, Michael Jackson's choreographer took me to Japan and I was performing and I performed on stages with Paul McCartney and I was on television shows and, you know, I was really um, shining and um, it was, you know, I could see that it was making her proud. But in 2018, the unthinkable happened and my mum was diagnosed with a brain tumour and she was only given two months left to live. And um, losing her was really horrendous because my mum had this real grit and determination and confidence. Um, and I suppose she had to have that to foster so many children. Uh, and I believe that those attributes have really transferred into me. So I, you know, I continue to be fearless. Um, her spirit drives me every single day. But before she passed away in 2010, I had to hang up my dancing shoes and I decided to like put on a suit and move into the world of corporate finance. I built a business, built a team, and uh, I did a lot of research around personal development. And um, one of the things that um, I re really learned is that many people, we go through life criticizing ourselves, putting ourselves down, undermining ourselves, not feeling good about ourselves. And um, I went on this personal development journey. You know, I started in 2006 reading The Secret and, you know, slowly letting this kind of way of thinking seep into my mind um, with Bob Proctor and Tony Robbins and everyone I could think of that was Lisa Nichols, T.D. Jakes, Brian Tracy, John Maxwell. I mean, I, I've read hundreds, more, nearly, I always say 350 books, but I made, I counted that number in 2012. Since then, it, it's beyond. I'm reading Finding Me by um, Viola Davis at the moment, which is absolutely extraordinary read. Um, I digress. Anyway, the point is everything that I'd learned, everything I'd studied, um, started to read Louise Hay's book, You Can Re Heal, Heal Your Life. She talks about mirror work. And everything just kept screaming at me. It's the words that we say to ourselves. The first step, the first step that we have to take is by the way that we speak to ourselves. Dr. Nathaniel Brandon says that our self-esteem is largely dependent on our reputation with ourselves. It's how we talk to ourselves, the power of the words that we say. And it really resonated massively with me, which is why I started saying I like myself. I like myself. I'd tell my partner, he would say it. And we would, it was hard to say it because we didn't grow up in a time where you look at yourself and say, I like myself, but we did it. And after 18 months of saying that, I saw a massive shift. I stopped, I, I, I to this day, and we're going back now, 10, 10 or more years, where I, I don't and have never said anything horrible to myself I mean even if I do something horrendously wrong I'm so kind to myself because I have experienced the power 
of the positive words that you say to yourself and how it can really change your life from the inside out, how it can really give you the tools that you need to really become who you want to be. So taking the first step to me is being able to look at yourself in your own eyes and say, I like myself. And I tested this out and I can, and, and I don't share this story often, but this story backs into my main story around the star. So it was 2000, maybe 2009, 2010 time. And I'd really gone on this personal development journey. I'd built my network of chartered accountants. I had a, I had a team of staff working for me. Life was really good. Um, I, you know, work was, everything was working well. I mean, yeah, everything was working really well. I was taking control of my life. I'd just come out of the Big Brother house, actually, because I went into the Big Brother house as a contestant back then. And um, my, um, and I've been, I'm, I'm allowed to share this story. I've already got permission. So um, my sister, she um, contacted me and she hadn't really been in the world of personal development whatsoever. It was really not her thing at all. Um, she thought it was all a bit woo-woo. Um, but she, her son, at the time was eight, my um, nephew. And she said, he's really struggling. He's really struggling. He, he um, they thought he was dyslexic, he is. And he was really struggling and he was starting to um, self-harm, really hurt himself. And he was really struggling because he has three older sisters who seem to just, life seems to be very easy for them, you know, neurotypical and life was great. Anyway, she said to me, I don't know what to do. I've been to the doctors, I've been to see this person, I've been to see that person, I've done everything right and I don't know how to help him. So I hadn't worked with children, <laughs> didn't want to really, and I didn't have any children of my own. Um, and I just turned up at her house and she was like, I was like, where is he? She was like, he's up in his room. And with the knowledge that I'd learned, I, I thought, well, let me go and speak to him. And I just kept thinking, I need to get him to believe in himself and like himself so imagine this little boy um little brown haired boy with these like hazel green eyes you know eight years old i walk into his room and he is red his face is red red royal like a because he's been crying and maybe scream i don't know what had happened before but he was in a state and he had one of these mirrors in his room those like wiggly mirrors those windy ones and i said to him cameron stand up and he did trust me because I was the kind of cool, cool auntie. I said, stand up, Cameron. I said, this pain that you're going through, I can help you. Do you trust me? And he kind of nodded. I said, okay, then. I said, I want you to look into this mirror and I want you to, and I was standing behind him so I could see him looking into the mirror. And I said, I want you to just to say, I like myself. And it was like, he was biting his lip because he was trying to hold his mouth shut. And he could see me looking at him and he kept looking away. And I said, Cameron, I need you to say I like myself. So imagine this eight-year-old boy in his room, feels like the world is against him. He's really struggling at school, struggling with dyslexia, undiagnosed dyslexia. His sisters are like fabulous and smart and, you know, t like doing really well. And his mum and dad aren't into any of this personal development stuff, but he's got this auntie who everyone in the family is like, if he's the dancer, she's not academic, you know, I didn't go to uni and I'm, I'm the dancer, the one who's like, not really, you don't really take me that seriously, but like in my family, I wasn't. Um, so they call on me after going through every other channel and I come and I'm like their last hope. 
and um, I'm upstairs in his room and I get him to look and say, I like myself. And as he says it, like just tears stream down his face, like like a waterfall, like like just running. And I'm thinking, oh gosh, what do I do now? And I said, say it again. And he was like, I can't, I won't. I was like, do you trust me, Cameron? He said, yeah. I said, say it again. And he's like, I like myself. And as he says it, the little side of his mouth starts to like quiver. And, and literally that's all I had, I like myself. They're the only tools I had. <laughs> I didn't have anything else. I'd never worked with kids, still working on myself. And I said, say it again. And they kept saying it over and over again. And as he was saying it, I was crying because I was seeing him see himself. Oh my gosh, I'm going right back there. So anyway, um, I look at him and I hug him and I say, Cameron, do you trust me? He said, yes. I said, never, never, ever stop saying I like myself. I said, I want you to say it every day, 10 times a day, keep saying it. I said, please keep saying it. I said, you don't have to tell your mum. You don't have to tell your dad. You don't have to tell your sisters. And I won't mention it. I will never mention it. Out When I leave this room, we won't talk about it because we're going back well, to a time when, well, we're talking like 10 years ago when no one really was speaking about this stuff then. And if you were, you were like some crazy like witch. <laughs> so um, he was saying it and um, I left the house. I didn't even speak to his mum, my sister. I just walked straight out because I was in tears and I got in my car and I just said, oh, please let him say it. So at family occasions, when I'd come back from dancing, I'd look at him and just say, he's saying it, and he'd just nod and wink at me. Anyway, to cut a long story short, he said those words every single day. And three years, he was um, given the Prince Award and our Prince, Edward, from the United Kingdom, came and gave him this award. And he became like the prefects at the school, the, the head boy. And um, his whole world started to change. And he, he's got dyslexia, so he still struggled and stuff, but he found himself. He's now, <laughs> he's now um, 19 at university and living his dream. And when he got his grades back a couple of years ago, he, he rang me and he was like, Auntie Ify, those words saved me. And I was like, wow. And um, I, I knew they had to, I knew they did, I knew that I saw him grow. I could see something happening, but to see that that eight year old boy who's now 19 recognizes that those words, he said, those words saved me. They were the first step that he needed to go on and achieve everything that he's doing. Um, and I watched him grow so that when my son was born, who is 11, so he's, um, you know, nearly 10 years younger than him, um, I started implementing those words into him. And um, because my son's story is a bit different, he was diagnosed with autism when he was two. And I realised quickly I needed to think, what's the first step for him? What's the first step I can do to help my son so that he can thrive in this world if I'm not here? How can I help this little boy who the world is telling me is going to struggle for the rest of his life? How do I help my own child like thrive? And all I went back to were the words again. But my son wouldn't look in the mirror. He wouldn't look at himself and say the words. He 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 couldn't he looked at he was at the time it was about three and I was saying, Quincy, say I love Hey listeners, if you enjoy listening to Breakfast with Champions, we can bet you care about your daily routine. Do you wanna know the secret to the perfect routine? It's the perfect morning. Glenn has written a free ebook called The Morning Five. 
five simple steps to an extraordinary morning. If you can transform your morning, you can transform your life. Head on over to themorning5.com to learn more about the five ways you can change the way you start your day. Like myself, and he just wouldn't. He kept looking away. It's like maybe it was overwhelming. So his dad said to me, we need to get him to say those words. So we wrote them on a piece of paper. I am somebody, I am good. And then we added the new words to I like myself because people kept treating my son like he was nobody. He has a younger brother who's 17 months younger and people would be like, oh, look, well, at least you've got his brother. You know, some people would actually say, well, I know it's a sad thing about Quincy, but at least you've got another one. And I used to think, well, he's somebody too. So we put in, I am somebody. Then we put the words, I am good enough. Then we put the words, I can do anything. And then we had, I like myself. And I believe that those four affirmations are the, the missing pieces that allow us to, you know, breathe. So I started those words with my son when he was very little. And then when parents would come to the house, they'd be like, what are those words on that piece of paper? Could I take a note of them? And then other parents would do it. And then before I knew it, I was, I was doing um, empowering parenting events, holding out like theatres, um, and these little um, bespoke boutique cinemas and having parents come and I'd just talk to them about these words. And then it led to me creating the confidence star, the one that you see above. So I made actually a star that parents could put on the wall for their children. And my son took his star into his class and then the class took it for the school and then the other schools in the borough started wanted it. Then I went onto the radio and then it became in the newspapers. And then before I knew it, people knew about this star and they're in schools, they're in homes, they're in hospitals and they are um, all over the world. They're in Somalia, they're in the States, they're in Australia. They're all over the world because um, people can see the power of these words that you say to yourself and they're so simple. And what I recognized in lockdown is that my clients, my adult clients, they needed them too. So then the parents started buying them and then the adults started buying them. And then uh, I went to speak at a domestic woman's um, event where there was women who had experienced severe domestic trauma. And um, I gave, put the star in front of a woman who was 71 and she started saying the words and broke down and said, I've never said these words to myself before. I've never, I wish I had these words 30 years ago. She said, I said, but you've got them now. And she said, she gave me a big hug and she said, thank you. And then she said, don't stop what you do. And do you know what? Before I come on Clubhouse, I had stopped what I did. I'd stopped what I did. Do you know why? Because, um, it's, it really is one soul at a time. It's, I, I haven't found a way to market this star where it's not me telling a story or going to a school or standing there. I'd go, I go to assemblies and, you know, it's really one soul at a time. And I thought to myself, why don't I build my mind workout business, my media company, and when I've built my company, I'm going to take the money and then I'm going to make a million stars and I'm going to give a star to every person in the world. That's what I'm going to do. That's my goal. And I have a plan. But then I came into this room breakfast with champions and I met Sarah McCoy and she got a star for her children and then once again the same thing happens the parent rings me and says this is changing my child's life don't stop and I get calls pretty much every other day I get messages every other day don't stop what you're doing and I have kind of stopped because I it, it's heavy work and then I came into this room 
about five months ago and a guy called King, who I've, I don't even know who he is, anyone can, King said, how heavy is your dream? And I sat there and it hit me in my gut that this dream is a heavy dream. My goal, my mission is to get one of these stars in every home across the globe because I believe that the first step, the first step to getting to where you want to go is being able to look at yourself and say, I like myself. I love myself. I am good enough. I can do anything. Because the number one thing that holds most people back is not feeling enough, not feeling pretty enough, not feeling good enough, not feeling able enough, not feeling enough. And Samantha Mesa just walked in the room. Now, this is somebody who's got the biggest gift and talents. And for me, being on this Breakfast with Champions and being in Clubhouse, I am exposed to so many of you who are extraordinary, who have these real gifts, these real, this real heart, this real passion. You guys have got so much, but the thing that's holding you back from taking this first step is because you don't believe in yourselves. You don't think you're good enough. You don't like yourself. You don't believe that you can be. And for me, as somebody who, I don't know why this has been put in me, it's really hard to watch. <laughs> It's really hard to watch people not become who they're supposed to be. It's heavy. But because I was in this room yesterday and I heard Billy speak, I jumped into a room and Billy was speaking and he said, he said, basically, why are you waiting so long to do what you need to do? Why not just do it? So um, last night I spoke to my team and I spoke to the head of messaging for my workout and I basically said, you're in charge now. I'm, I'm backing away and I'm on a mission to get a star in every home across the globe. So if any of you here can help me and click on that link and get yourself a star. And when I say get yourself a star, I don't mean get a star for your child or your neighbor or someone you love. I mean, get a star for you, you. Love yourself so much that there's only good in you and belief and no judgment and compassion and empathy. And then that pours out onto everyone else. So with that said, I have reached my 30, first, 30 minutes of my first half an hour of the segment. I would love someone else to just to take the mic a minute and um, I will, um carry on with today thank you for everyone who's joined us would anyone like to jump in just open your mic and speak if you have anything to share how heavy is your dream how are you taking the first step to what you need to do iffy it's jackie if i may come in please thank you sweetheart um your story touched my heart in so many ways um you know my son my only child he lives with autism as well um he's um 16 nearly 17 full of teenage angst and it's harder to get him to you know you sent me that star and it's so beautiful and there are many days i make him repeat the words on that star but i can see that he's going through the motions rather than really taking on board what the words say 
Um, do you have any advice on that? Thanks so much, Ify. This is Jackie in the Red, handing back the baton. Oh, thank you so much, Jackie. And yeah, I remember the joy of sending it to Ireland. It was very um, a moment. And um, yeah, thank you for getting your son to say it. Yeah, do you know what? Even though he's going through the motions and he's saying the words, um, his subconscious mind is, the thing is the mind can't tell the difference between something that's real or imagined. The mind doesn't, isn't biased. So every time you say these words, whether you believe it or not, it's great if it's got the energy, but even just saying the words and getting your son to say, I like myself, I like myself, I am somebody, I am good enough, I can do, just getting him to look at himself and see himself, those words are being stored into his subconscious mind and they're staying there and it's like, it's like being a record that's played back to himself and I guarantee you, Jackie, and, and, and this is me, we actually did an experiment with, um, we, we connected um, one of our um, subjects up to this neurofeedback bio equipment back in 2018 and we got them to um, on a big screen in the theatre we showed what her brain looked like when she was saying negative affirmations and we could see how um, the amygdala the fear center started to light up when she was really um, saying these negative words that she believed and how the prefrontal cortex starts to light up when you start to say words that are empowering. And that the thing is our brains really are powerful. And um, the, it's, we, I was gonna have my guest speaker on today, Barbara Arrowsmith-Young, who works in the world of um, neuroscience and neuroplasticity. And the, the truth is our brains are not fixed, they, they change. And the more and more your son says those words, it, what happens is it builds a deep groove inside of him. And it's about him now getting to the point where he monitors the thoughts that he thinks and the words that he says out loud. And when I go to the schools and I'm teaching it on a very, I teach mindset in schools, you know, everyone says they should get mindset in schools. Yeah, I said that in 2014. And now that's what I do. I go into schools and I speak to these little five year olds up to these 11 year olds. And then I go to the unis and speak to the 18 year olds up to the 23 year olds. And when I explain it to the younger, um, the younger key stage students, I, I get a white piece of paper and I say, this is a blank piece of paper. Now, what I want us to do is I want us to write on here all the things that we say about ourselves. And they're like, I'm forgetful, I'm stupid, I'm ugly. The things that these children say about themselves, if the parents have no idea what they're saying, we don't know what they're saying to themselves. And we write all the words down on the piece of paper. And then I say, now, when you say these words from the confidence star, what happens is these words start to override these other words that you're saying. And eventually what happens is these words are filling up all this white, this white piece of paper. And this is your subconscious mind. And then I get little tennis ball and I say, this is your conscious mind. Now your conscious mind feeds from this big piece of paper with all the words on. So everything that you're thinking is coming from your subconscious mind. Now, would you want your white piece of paper to be filled with, I am good enough, I am somebody, I like myself, you know, I am an artist, I am, I am beautiful, I am love, or would you want it to be filled up with all those negative words that we said and they all recognize? And then I say to them, so what we have is a positive affirmation and we have a negative affirmation. Now, do you wanna have a positive affirmation in your conscious mind, or do you want a negative one? And they all obviously say conscious. And then, then I start to teach them that the words that they say 
to themselves are imprinted on that piece of paper and their goal in life is to get it full up of kind lovely beautiful words so that those words are fed into their conscious mind and then when i get to the university level I talk about, instead of a blank piece of paper, I say, in your mind, you have a CTV camera that is recording on 360. It records everything you see, everything you hear, everything you feel. So everything is being pulled into your um, hard drive. And the words that you say are being stored into your hard drive. And that plays in the background of your life. So even if you think you can consciously choose your thoughts, they're being fed by your subconscious. So we need to, we need to create this this new record and the record is you saying i am somebody i am good enough i can do anything i like myself i've got 450 19 year olds like your son like a bit older than your son jackie i've the, i went to this performing arts school and there was like 450 of them shouting i like myself and the energy the faces lit up because most of them said that's the first time i've ever said i like myself so yes, Jackie, with your son, you were doing the work because you were getting him to stand in front of the mirror and say the words every day. And I promise you, if you ask him and say, say to him, how many times do you think you've said those words? And ask him, I said to my son, my younger son, when he was six, Quincy's brother, Cuba, I said, Cuba, how many times do you think you said the words? He said, thousands. I said, what? I said, how many times do you say the words every day? He said, hundreds and hundreds of times. I said, really? He says, when I'm at school, I say them all the time to myself. I say them all the time to myself. And I was like, oh my gosh. I said, and how does it make you feel? He says, it feels like I'm giving myself a hug, mummy. I was like, oh my gosh. You know, so the children are right there in front of us and we can only see what we can see. We do, we're not inside their heads. So we have to feed these words in, Jackie. And one last thing I'd say, and please jump in is, I've had parents say that their children refuse point blankly refuse to say the words, I say bribe them, pay them, do whatever you can because the words need to get in their brain anyhow. So what, bribe them, give them whatever they want. Give them, if they want $10, they want $20, they want a sleepover. Your job as a parent is to get them to be able to say those words to themselves. So um, thank you for the question, Jackie. Did you want to jump back? No, just thank you so much for that, because it just empowers me more to help him and to keep him saying it, even when he throws his eyes up or thinks I'm crazy. So thanks so much, Ify. Sending you lots of love. Oh, thank you so much. And I think I saw um, Jan. Um, yes. Are you open, Jan? <laughs> yes. yes, go for it. Thank you so much, Ify. Uh, I'm not um, uh, using my normal device, so um, I hope everyone can hear me. I want to thank you for everything that you do. Um, I know that you're making a huge impact in so many people's lives, but you're so humble. Uh, you don't really um, kind of talk about it that much, and uh, I just want to first of all uh, acknowledge and uh, you know appreciate you, and thank you. I think you know for uh, all the work that you're doing with children because they're the future of you know our whole world and. Um, really can't thank you enough and you know i think um uh you know that i'm gonna be in total agreement with you with regards to affirmations i think you know i fully believe that our tongue is uh, so powerful and our words are so powerful and we're so harsh with ourselves so you know when we are speaking these affirmations we are literally like speaking life uh into our own lives so you know i recently um one of my mentees um is um, in a very bad spot 
uh, a very, very talented and high flyer and uh, really, I'm sure, is the envy of everyone around her. But, um, you know, when I asked her how she's doing, I, when I asked her to describe uh, her situation or describe uh, herself and uh, she spent many, many minutes blank and uh, she didn't know uh, how to describe herself. And then after a very long time, she said, I am productive. That's the only thing she could come up with when I asked her who she is and how she's doing and uh, what her talents are. And I think, you know, a lot of us are disconnected with ourselves. And uh, when you have these affirmations, um, you know, it is um, you know, another way to kind of not just saying these things, but really, I feel it is also another way to re to reconnect with ourselves. And re because we're saying, you know, I am, I am. So who, who are we? You know, um, I think, you know, we are very often uh, trying to define ourselves with the function that we perform. But uh, what if one day we cannot? perform those functions anymore what about you know what if one day we lie down and uh, you know we don't get up again and uh, um, you know does that mean that we are less valuable than another human being I don't think so so I, I just think really think um, you know we need to um, have more of these um, you know affirmations have more of these reminders of you know from amazing people like you um, I really think this is, uh, you know, something that is going to be valuable for, you know, for, for us all, not just people who are struggling. So um, thank you, Ify. Thank you so much, Yen. And um, for your friend, um, you know, could, could I send one to her? Because I think it's the first step to get, see if she can say I like myself, because that, that that will be a moment, and um, if you could be there with her when she says it, that will be um, really supportive. Um, I've stood there with adults, and it's it's hard. It's like you, it's it's really hard. Um, but once they've said it once, it, it's a lot easier to keep saying it. Thank you, Yen, and I see you flashing, Mary Lynn. Over to you. Good morning. I went to. Oh my gosh, your story is like so moving. But um, I went to the site and I see it's in pounds. So I just, you know, um, I, I jumped out real quick cause I did want to talk to you about that. So it's in pounds. And so coming to sending it to America is not a problem. I figure I just pay for it the normal way I pay for anything. And it, it takes care of it itself because I'm, I was so moved to get one right away. Um, I think when you are an adult and you've had that self talk, the language I've used, you know, for myself has been so terrible for so many years because I was raised in a very abusive home and one of the things I got to hear all the time even though I was a gifted student and I'm really super smart was that I'm stupid just like my mother or that you know terrible things I won't repeat that like a 10 year old shouldn't hear and I'm just gonna get the star and put it by my desk um one of the hardest things I I do is mirror work you know and talk in the mirror and um I say one of the hardest things sometimes I had to break through was saying my own name um, along with some of those affirmations into a mirror. Saying your own name sometimes is really hard to attach those things if you've been uh, talked to a certain way. So I'm excited to get the star. I think, well, I also used to do brain mapping and neuroscience feedback, and I can totally attest to what you're saying with you lighting up the amygdala and um yeah i just really moving this morning iggy oh i said iggy sorry <laughs> um 
you know, I'm just a little choked up as, as we speak, but I'm excited to get my star and I can't wait to tell you about, you know, how it's working for me. Wow. Thank you so much, Mary Lynn. I really appreciate you. And yes, definitely. We, we ship all over the world. So um, it takes about six days because um, Tom's got one and I think he said it took six days. I think he's in Canada. Um, but yeah, thank you so much. And you, you're absolutely right. As you know, imagine just, just for a minute, all of us imagine who we would have been sooner if we had those words when we were that little six-year-old, seven-year-old. Just imagine if every day your mum or dad said to you, go and stand by that mirror, darling, and I want you to say, you know, I am Mary Lynn and I am somebody and I am good enough and I can do anything and I like myself and they insist that you say it. Uh, imagine, just, whew, you know, just imagine what that would be like to have had that gift. And it's not because our parents, they did, they only could do what they could do with what they had at the time. I see you um, there, Dora Maria. Would you love to jump in? I think Dora Maria might have just done like by accident. Um, yeah, what I'd love us to do, and uh, before I come over to the lovely Monica, is would everyone who's on stage open your mics and just um, find a mirror if you can, or just say it out loud and just just try and say it. You know, who who would like to do it? Let's see some flashes. I know it's early for some of you guys. Okay, I see you, Dr. Jamika and Monica, and who else would like to do it? Felicia and Christina and Patricia. Wonderful, and Lady Jules and Selena and Sheila and Anton and Samantha. Okay, lovely, you guys. Right, what we're going to do is we're going to undo the undo our mics and then repeat each line after me after I say it. And if you can find a mirror, you know, really look at yourself in your own eyes. Right, here we go. So I want you to say, "I am somebody." I am, I am somebody. somebody. I am somebody. I am good enough. I can do anything. I can do anything. I like myself. 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 Thank you so much for oh, thank you for everyone for joining in and being part of it. And um even if you don't have the star you can just look in your mirror. Um, one of my people that I coach, I said, just say it in the mirror. You don't need me to send you a star, we'd run out. And she was like, I want the star. And like you, Marilyn, she's put it by her bed. So it's there. So it's there when you walk past, it's there when you, you see it. And it's the thing that reminds you just to give yourself that time. You know, I truly, and what I'll say before, I'd love to get some more shares in. What what I can tell you is I am living proof. I was the girl, the dark-skinned girl, who didn't like what I looked like, didn't like my name, didn't like my hair, used to tell myself off literally all the time, got to the point where I really disliked myself so much I'd slap myself in the face, hurt, like slap my own face. There were times when it, I was, it was so unbearable that I didn't even, I, the pain was so much that I just, didn't even want to be here because it was just so painful to now to become in the last what 13 14 years to be somebody who i am fearless i am confident i believe hey. in my <laughs> I, I i know that and it's because i am i guard my mind 
I got, I will never, ever say anything bad about myself. I guard my mind. I don't talk bad to myself. I don't put myself down. I don't, I don't berate or chastise myself. And it's because I know if I do, then I'm opening back up that possibility where I could fall down into that dark hole, that painful pit. And that was really hard to crawl out of there. And I will never go back to the place where I don't like myself. And so I won't. And for anyone, even if you don't get a star, but if you do, please get a star, tag me in it and, you know, get everyone in your family who come round to go and look at it, you know, do, do what you can to get these words into the loved ones. But you can literally start today. You can go up to your mirror, you can look at yourself in your own eyes and say out loud, and I say, touch, hold your heart if you can, and give yourself this internal hug and say, I like myself, I believe in myself. And say your name at the beginning. So you could say like, I am Yen, I am somebody, I am good enough, I could do anything, I like myself. Say your own name, like Mary Lynn said, it's so hard sometimes just to say your name. So start with that, you know, say your name first and then go through those affirmations. And I can guarantee if you say every single day, for like the next 30 days, you you will, there will be a shift because this isn't woo woo, this is science. This is like, this is neuroplasticity. This is how it works. So just um, start with that. Um, thank you so much, Monica, over to you. Good morning. Good morning, champions. If a, your story just really hit a lot of hearts this morning, I am confident. Thank you for sharing. And Yen, when you were speaking about the young woman that you were mentoring and she couldn't come up with anything to say positive about herself, except that she was productive, it really made me think of how when we are babies and we're born, when that baby comes out, that baby is not productive. <laughs> that baby is not performing. That baby is not achieving things. But yet that baby is absolutely perfect in the eyes of their parents. But somewhere along the line, we begin to learn that all the perfection, the light, the spirit, the goodness, the things that we are naturally born with, we sometimes, well, very often forget or we lose those things and we replace them with we have to perform in order to be loved and accepted and perfect. And that's where that that made me so sad to hear that young woman say the only thing she could come up with was I am productive, which is which is that means I have to earn my way into being worthy. And if we could just remember that we were born with everything inside of us that makes us beautiful, wonderful, contributing members and that all the production and the achievement on top is just bonus. That's a beautiful, wonderful way to view yourself to have a lens on yourself so I just wanted to share that if we could maybe try to be a little more in touch with those fruits of the spirit that are put into us um, as as um, as little seeds in our mother um, that that might be helpful for someone in the room to hear I'm Monica and I'm finished wow Monica yeah it hit me too when Jack Yen said productive it, you just think wow really thank you for your lovely share I, I, I see Patricia flashing over to you. Yeah, thank you. Uh, again, I, I think we are all in agreement that you touched every single heart here. But when then Jackie was, I think, the first one to respond, uh, you know what came to mind? Uh, something that I had learned uh, that Harvard uh, Business Review uh, did studies on the if and then 
if and then. And just like you said, iffy, our minds don't know the difference, right? So it's the same cup of water. It's either half full or half empty. So when, you know, like talking to a child, if you clean, if you, if you don't clean your room, then you can't go out and play. Or you could say, if you, if you, it, um, you know, if you, if you, um, I, I'm screwing it up, but the point is the if and then is really important and you can make it a positive, you know, um, if, if you, you, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm getting when you, when twisted. You clean, when you clean the, your room, then you can go out and play. Yes. If, yes. Thank you. And, uh, again, you know, uh, doing those reinforcements, um, really, really just like you saying with, I like myself that if, and then make it a positive instead of a negative. And thank you uh, for filling in the lines. <laughs> Have a great day. Oh, thank you, Patricia. I always love it when you share it because you're so open. And yeah, absolutely. It's language. You know, the language that we speak, our words are powerful. Every word that comes out of our mouth is going to either help you or hurt you. It's either going to it's either going to empower someone or disempower someone. It's really important that we are we manage the words that we say. I'm so careful with the way that I communicate because I know that they can land, like you said, Patricia and as parents and as educators and you know our words carry weight and we we must start to really think about what's coming out of us and that comes back down to the idea of the more you like yourself the more you love yourself the more you believe in yourself the more you'll love and believe in other people and the more you cheer for yourself the easier it is to cheer for other people so thank you so much Patricia I really appreciate you and I I see some more people have joined on the stage and Sonia I see you flashing I'm gonna make work my way down and um, let's do it like, like the popcorn style um I can't even say popcorn popcorn style Sonia over to you then Sulena over to you um Sonia Effie I I love love this discussion so much because um, I really teach this even inside of my practice and working with clients because the one thing that people have to realize is harnessing the power of self-talk and I use that word harness because that means that you are controlling it and when we control the way that we speak onto ourselves I give the illustration of where it pollinates it first pollinates in the ear and it germinates in that ear. Then it moves down to that heart, which is the rich soil. And then it gets to blossom and take full, you know, root and all in that heart and blossoms into the brain. And so when you saying that we should speak onto ourselves or speak over ourselves, these words, it's so important. And so much of it means that you have to also understand and do the research on why you have to show yourself self-compassion. Because if you don't do that, you're going to nitpick every little flaw, every little fault, and that is what keeps people from walking in their greatness. So this discussion is so powerful. And even for you to do it for 30 days, it starts to make and form a habit. And literally, it takes longer than that, but 30 days puts you on that pathway. And if you start to keep a gratitude journal and starting to thank yourself for the micro wins, you'll see how huge this is. So if we thank you so much and your story is always so powerful and I release the mic. Oh, thank you, Sonia. I've heard you speak around Clubhouse and, you know, at the beginning, I was saying how I've avoided 
talking about this because it's so it just consumes me um i've heard you speak in rooms and thought oh i should connect and i think no don't focus on the business <laughs> so um i'm so glad that you've you've appeared i'd love to connect with you because you're talking the same and everyone else who is never really wanted to mention it because i knew it opens the floodgates but i'm i'm ready so let's let's share this with the world and um, thank you so much and who did i say was flashing selena over to you good morning grand uprising beautiful people this is selena iffy i just want you to know that i was lying in my bed a little longer but you had me swimming out of my bed because you pull on every single heart string of mine. So I am just, just tears, just tears, just flowing, just flowing. But tears, you know, of joy, knowing that you actually um, found yourself and began to blossom into the awesome and beautiful woman that God has predestined you to be. What you said about children, you know, it really pulled on my heartstring as far as a mom because I remember my son around maybe six years old or so. One day I asked him, I said, um, son, where do you think is the richest place in the world? Right? And he said to me, mommy, you know, we had done like learning the different countries on the map and stuff like that. And he said, mom, I think, and he mentioned a couple of places and he said, Dubai, and he mentioned a couple of different places. And I said, no, baby boy, none of those places are the richest place. The richest place is right between your two ears. It is your mind. And from that day, we implemented what we call mine, your mind. I said, think about it just like how you're searching for a diamond and you're cultivating, right? I said, mine, M-I-N-E, your M-I-N-D. And what I did from that day forward is, you know, children love to go in the refrigerator, hold the door open and look at it. And they will do this every hour on the hour, right? Like something has changed. What I did was put little note cards, right? Like little post-its on the refrigerator every single day. And before, every time before he opened that refrigerator, he had to say something positive to himself because that was my way of, okay, you love going into the refrigerator, not a problem, but this is what you need to do to continue to M-I-N-E, your M-I-N-D every single day. And to this day, he has blossomed into an awesome, beautiful, epic, phenomenal young man. And I absolutely love him, love him, but I am so in love with the person that he is becoming. So thank you so much, Ify. Thank you. Ooh. I yield the mic. Thank you. Whoa. I what uh whew. mind your mind. I love that. Oh my gosh, and congratulations on your son and who he's becoming. Um, I, I, I absolutely resonated with that. I wrote in the chat, mind your mind. Like that's what we do. We we have to do the work. We, you know, we have to really get inside of ourselves and really mine out those thoughts and make sure that we're bringing like 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 a diamond you know you're you're mining for the greatness the, oh i love it thank you for your share i really appreciate you thank you so much and i think we've got time for one more before i hand over the mic to the wonderful kate um would anyone else like to jump in or share um on yes. this 
Uh, go for it. I can't see you, but go for it. Yeah, my name is Palpita Robert. Thank you, Ife, so much. I just want to uh, share a little story about me. When I was growing up, it uh, they always said it was difficult for me to memorize, and I was I was in the moon often, <laughs> so I get distracted. And as an impact to me, I was so scared to drive because I said that I was so distracted that uh, I won't be able to focus on the car. And for years, I believe that that's the way that I've kind of a person that I was and I, I never drive until I get 44 and I say to myself I'm gonna give a present to myself and I will and I have to use affirmation tell myself speak to myself all the time so in order to drive and to remind myself that I am able to focus and that the Lord did not give me a spirit of fear but a spirit of power and a sound mind and I have to remember to remind myself why I was going it so it's really important that what we reflect on our children uh, the way we speak to them and also it's like you said it's really important to talk to ourselves, look at ourselves in the window, speak aloud. I will go outside and speak to myself. I will sit down in the car and I sit to myself that I am able to drive. I was 44 when I drive because of fear. Thank you. I'm Belpit Robert and done speaking. Wow. Thank you so much. Oh my gosh. Congratulations. You know, that's so inspirational, you know, that for you just saying, I am I am going to drive and um, thank you so much. And um, it took me a while to find where you were on the stage. We've got a really big stage. Is it Perpetu? Per How do I say your name? Perpetu. That's a French per word. Perpetu. 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 Thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate you. And this has been my um, hour. I'm so grateful that I was able to have an hour today. And um, I, I hope that you were able to take away something. And if any of you would like to get the star, then you can just click on that link and order one. And it will be with you. It takes, if you're in the States, maybe six or seven days. And But thank you so much. And if any of you are in a position where you just, it's not something that you can even invest in at the moment then just go to your mirror and write the words down on your own mirror and say them now um go for it thank you for joining us on breakfast with champions if you want to catch the live version you can follow us on clubhouse and listen from 5 a.m to 11 a.m eastern time monday through friday saturday six to noon and sundays with our 111 sunday service Make sure you're keeping up with Breakfast with Champions and getting yourself a seat at the table.